Hey folks, Travis here. This is false. Uh, you have all three of us on the episode this week, but none of us were in the same room or house uh, due to the ongoing uh, hellscape that is the outside world right now. Uh, so you have to bear with us through that. It kind of maybe sucked the air out of it a bit. Um, definitely wasn't our best episode. Probably wasn't our worst either. You know, we, we, we mainly just talked about how Milton sucks and how Quebec sucks in various ways. And, you know, it wasn't anything out of the usual. We're still trying to figure out all the technology with the remote things, so we just kind of rolled with it. If you would like to support us monetarily, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash thisisfalse. You can also go to our social media at thisisfalsepod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all kinds of shit. We're even on TikTok again, and we have some content up, and I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm already TikTok famous. It's not a big deal. I'm just really good at this this whole thing that we're doing here. So you can do that. You can also email us by going to thisisfalsepodcast at protonmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. So, uh, enjoy the episode. Look at that. Edit. Hopefully this fucking works. I'm a little worried, but whatever. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I'll start recording on Zencaster too. Okie dokie. So we have that as a backup. Okay. Hi. Hi. Woo! So let's go. What's um, what's happening? Well, we're officially <laughs> we're officially all all remote now. Yeah, it's gonna suck the air right out of this. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just I wanted to bring that up so that we could address that immediately, so that people could be like, "Oh, well, fuck this." <laughs> no way. We're we're too funny for that. People people respect our views. That's why yeah. they tune in. Yeah, that's totally it. And if there's audio issues, that's probably the reason. Also, uh, <laughs> last week, um, if you listen to the podcast, you might have noticed that while I was like calmly ranting about late stage capitalism, Mo was yelling at children. Um, <laughs> uh, those those weren't meant to be heard. Mo thought he was muting himself, and he was in our little online Zencaster app. But on the Audacity files, he was not. And um, well. I, it was too late for me to pull them out once I noticed it, so. I still think it's really, really funny. Yeah, so you, we, you got some guest stars last week. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you damn kids! Try to just give me a minute! Jesus! I just, could just be quiet five minutes! For one second. Um, just, I'm I want to... Turn just, this podcast around! Um, That's uh, it, back to Windsor, Ontario! <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a quick aside because it looks like on Zencaster, my my spiky things aren't very spiky. That's okay. Okay. We'll, I'll fix it in post, as the professionals say. We'll fix it in as post. As long as you're audible to us, so I'll just boost your, your file when when I get it. Just make sure you're recording in, uh, in Audacity. I mean, I prefer if you just yell into the mic, you know? <laughs> Why are you yelling at the mic? You know what? <laughs> I'm freaking out because I'm like yelling in my apartment because my setup right now, I don't have a desk yet. So it's like I'm in a corner of my couch, but I'm freaking out because I'm yelling in my apartment. But I, I, I felt bad for like five seconds about it. And then I realized that my upstairs neighbor has so much fucking loud sex <laughs> that like he can handle once a week me like yelling about politics for like the... <laughs> absolute lack of fucking that's happening in my apartment wait so do you know his youtube channel can we bring him on as a guest i would love to and then i will 
I will be... Maybe a Pornhub channel by the sounds of it. I'll be the most <laughs> prude motherfucker. You'll see me turn into, like, just, like, a mod and be like, do you realize how loud you're being? Do you even know? I don't even think she's... I, it's, I'm 100% sure she's faking it, but I'm just saying. Maybe that's, like, maybe it's a little misandrist of me, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sorry, so I'm on the, my the... second twisted tea. <laughs> I hope it's not Already? one of those vlog channels where it's like, here's how I quit my job and succeeded <laughs> being an internet celebrity with my 500 subscribers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yes, Travis, I'm already on my second. <laughs> I wasn't shaming you. I'm just surprised. I <laughs> might. Quick. I did get a whole case of Justice Juice, so I might. Justice Juice. Justice Tea. I like to call it Justice Juice because it sounds better. <laughs> That does sound um, way better. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. This so. is this is false. You have all three of us. Yeah, uh, Trav- Travis, Mo, and Ev coming at you. I'm taking um, a break but... in my nervous breakdown to do the podcast. You got Aren't the big all? three, I mean... the big three originals, the Wolf Pack, as they say. Oh yeah. yes. Definitely not the originals, but we we don't need to talk about that. Can I get? No. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Can I? By the way. Patrons, um, oh, yeah. we don't have any new patrons that I know of, but patrons that we already have, if you would like, I, 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 so we, we had to take down some of the old Pam Spanish episodes due to space concerns uh, that I'm working to address. But in the meantime, I think I took down six episodes. If you want, if patrons want exclusive access to those six episodes, let me know and I will send you the audio. Um, <clears throat> but they have to be down for now off the feed and uh, maybe they'll come back. When I figure out the hosting situation. Look at that. Lost tapes on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash this is false. Subscribe for lost episodes. How do you get I that mean, right every time? I'm just a good <laughs> salesperson. This is, uh, you gotta be you quick really on are. draw. Man. Also, it's also Travis, a really good, like, URL. It's just the name of the podcast. Right. I, I, I'm, I cannot get, figure it out for the life of me. Every fucking outro. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, social like, media is like this is false pod, IRL. This is false. This is false original. You know, there's all kinds of. <laughs> we throw it off. It, yeah, yeah. I was listen. It was mostly consistent. All the social media is at this is false pod, and then there's this is false podcast at protonmail.com. Travis, I that was yeah. trying to be that nice. That was the weird Come one. On. That was the weird one. They, they uh, trying to be kind. <laughs> speaking speaking of social media though. Oh my gosh, can we talk about pod. how you're famous now? <gasps> At oh this yeah. is false pod on TikTok. Speaking um, of an in- internet celebrity. I don't know how to TikTok because I'm old, you see? And yet. Um, but I do Easy on that, consume, buddy. I consume a lot of TikTok. It's a thing. I when, During quarantine, all I do is sit on my fucking phone and watch TikTok. It's um, my favorite thing. Yeah, it's pretty great. But um, we're famous on TikTok now because I made a video about Doug Ford's COVID restrictions and how they make no fucking sense. Maybe and, you should uh, just fucking die. Not only, not only is it do we have over almost forty thousand views on that video, and now we have over five hundred followers, but um, that sound is being used by other people now. So I it's, really, it's, um, yeah, it's you're like, like a dozen or more. You're like um, trending. Yeah. So. I mean, I straight up copied another one that I saw. I just made it less confusing <laughs> than the, the the other one that I saw was a little more confusing, and you couldn't really tell what was being said. I just sort of cleared it up. I just, you know, TikTok's all about stealing other people's content and becoming famous off of it. So literally everything that. is about that. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there that's. You go. It got like so bad that they created a feature it. where you could literally steal other people's content. Yeah. AKA stitching, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah. I don't know anything about anything, so I like I have Travis send me all of my TikTok content so that it's pre-curated for me. It's <laughs> That's perfect. That's not true. You watch you watch TikTok. I started watching TikTok now that I got a newer phone where I can have more than four apps at a time. So now <laughs> there's I can a really have... good TikTok where it's like uh, it's the sound that goes like I actually you know I just is gonna sound bad but I just think I'm like better than the average person and <laughs> someone who's like. I'm not on TikTok, but I watch uh, all the TikToks on Instagram Reels. Yeah. <laughs> See, basically, I was too prehistoric to, like, have TikTok. And then Travis made me feel better about having TikTok because he's we're, like, the same age. And so now I'm, like, super hip. Well, yes. see, like, I, I don't want to sound like a, like a hipster, but um, I was on that shit a long time ago. Oh, my God. Way before Same. it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, I, I originally downloaded Musical.ly, which was the, um, like, the precursor. It was TikTok before it was even called TikTok. But that didn't really, because I was told it was the new Vine. So when Vine first went under, because I was obsessed with Vine. I don't remember Vi Vine. You don't remember Vine? Oh, you've no. got to check the Vine compilations on YouTube. They preserved the yeah. best of Vine. I've, I've seen some of the compilations on YouTube, but I, you know what? Like, when Vine was a thing, I had, um, like, a flip phone. It's like, I didn't... <laughs> it was only in 2016. Yeah, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I had a flip phone. What? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> it was for calling. Did you have, like, a Motorola or something? Text. Were you carrying the old Razor? <laughs> it literally was a Motorola. <laughs> was it a bejeweled Nokia. Motorola Razor? And it, it took me, like, 20 minutes to send, like, a quick text. Because I, I would be like, JKL. Um, Were you using, you're using T9? ABC. <laughs> and it, I don't know. I don't know what I was using. Using a TI-81 calculator? Like... You people know... No. You people know all about technology, and I don't. That's okay, why but I have I to... actually know nothing about technology. I got my first but phone Travis at like 22. Does. That's why I can't text. Because like... Tra Travis is like a fucking internet guy. Well, you like Travis you do is all just shit. popular with the young folks, is the thing. It's like, he speaks not... to... He speaks to the he generational is. gap and divide. He does. Yeah. Gen Z. Yeah, it's because because I still live like a nineteen year old. <laughs> is that why? It's true. <laughs> I live in my shitty apartment by myself and I eat craft dinner for two out of every three meals a day. Uh, nineteen year olds wish that was their life. That's what nineteen <laughs> That's year olds. That's true. Are. Living the nineteen year old Gen Z dream. <laughs> it's like well, fine. It was what I. It was what what it was like when I was nineteen. I yeah. I was doing the same thing that I'm doing now. Now there is nary a nineteen year old that can afford to live on their own in a shitty apartment. <laughs> This is true. We're doing slightly better than 19-year-olds. I, mean, I, I did have six roommates. I don't know if that affects anything, but... That's too many roommates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, far too many. Um, so, I, I know you're, you're all concerned. I just wanted to let you know. I wanted to let you know that the um, anti-masker brigade that attempted to place the Milton mayor under citizen <laughs> arrest... It, back on January 5th that didn't happen the mayor of Milton is safe thank god um so just wanted to report that first here on this is false what um, is harder to break so, into the capital of America than uh, whatever that sentence should be 
the Milton mayor's uh, uh, estate. Better defended than the Capitol. This is from the Toronto Star on January 5th. More than a dozen of more than a dozen of anti-mask protesters at Milton Town Hall attempted a citizen's arrest on Mayor Gord Krantz on Tuesday, January 5th. The group assembled around noon outside of Town Hall. Unmasked members then started reading out a prepared statement together calling for the arrest of the mayor for enforcing the COVID-19 restrictions, including the mandatory masking bylaw. Calling the COVID-19 virus, quote, unproven, the group claimed that the measures and restrictions put in place are harming children. Quote, you have breached our trust by abusing a position of authority for self-benefit and against the interest of the children to whom you owe uh, the duty of trust. The crowd said in, in the crowd said in unison. As seen the video posted on Facebook, uh, stand for the, which is the uh, the group that organized it. Okay, oh, let's unpack that. <laughs> a group member then called nine one one, requesting the police to arrest the mayor what? and put him in custody. What? Stand for thee is very different from on guard for thee, which is the good Canadian subreddit on a side note. So if you use Reddit, <laughs> on guard for thee, not stand for thee. We don't stand. We on yeah. guard. We on guard. It's like the stand for thee, they just forgot that the on guard part was in the anthem or something. <laughs> <laughs> who is thee? Like, like, who are you standing for, stand, by the way? Stand for thee? I think it's stand on guard for thee. Shut I'm, up. I'm really happy that they brought up how much the uh, restrictions are harming children, considering the amount mm-hmm. of children that were in fucking school yeah. during the, outbreaks. The restrictions are harming children. Oh my god. Later on, and a, later, later on, an attending Halton police officer told the group that there were no reasonable grounds to arrest the mayor. You know, shit. Yeah. Advising them to take their complaint to the court if they feel that their rights have been breached. The officer who asked them not to call the officer then asked them not to call 911 in the future for this purpose, as the line is only for those who are truly in need of emergency assistance. The protest, while peaceful, didn't follow COVID-19 safety guidelines during lockdown as set by the province, which limits outdoor gatherings to 10 people with physical distancing. Did Good they Lord. get fined? Also, nope. I would kill to listen says that they, to that says that there were no or that nine one one call. Oh, God, yeah, that was so good. See, that'd be also, a good yeah, TikTok. No, no fines were handed out, but this was before the the uh, lockdown. This time for real. So yeah. <laughs> lockdown version. This time for real. Ooh, ooh yeah. new lockdown. Follow XD. <laughs> so the, the mayor, the mayor of Milton, is safe, which is really too bad because like um, Milton sucks. Milton <laughs> so this is, is so this, bad. <laughs> This is what this podcast is going to become now. It's just like places we hate. LaSalle, yeah. LaSalle can fuck off. Quebec, Quebec, the whole goddamn province outside of Montreal can fuck off. Yeah, li- and, um, literally everyone. And we've... and and Laville du Islam. You gotta Laville du Islam. Yes. And now Milton. <laughs> fuck Milton. Bonjour Al Akbar. <laughs> Bonjour ho. <laughs> Bonjour ho. Uh, uh, so oh, yeah, God. like Milton is like the quintessential suburban hellhole. Yeah. Um like it makes sense that that citizens of that shitty place would try to arrest their mayor for this cuz like <laughs> There's nothing else going fits. on though. <laughs> like there's it's Milton. Like what it, yeah. Milton is a place that you drive through to get to other places. Milton yeah. is a and place. Like, Milton is like lesser Oakville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like Oakville for the petty for the petty bourgeois. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're if you're if you live in Toronto, your landlord lives in Milton. There's no no question. Yeah, or and marketing. it's like yeah, 
Or it, it, Milton is like, it, you live in Milton, but you spend all of your time in Oakville. Or like Mississauga. Or you're like the GM of a massive Amazon plant. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and, and you live there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, or you like you own a bunch of restaurants in the city. You you live in Milton for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I used to drive through Milton every day to go to work, and it was easily the worst part of my day. And it wasn't yeah. just because like I was driving to work and then working and then going <laughs> home. It was because every time I saw the Milton sign, I was like, "Fuck! It's <laughs> gonna take so long to get through this shit show." With all of these goddamn pieces of shit trying to arrest their mayor. No, I'm not. It, I'm kidding. It didn't happen like that. It's It sucks, too, because, like, that area is, like, naturally very beautiful. It's, like, right at the yeah. apartment. And, it's so and pretty. And like, it's just, like, these suburban fucking stacked houses that all look the same and have the same fucking black SUVs in the front fucking driveway. And yeah. Good old just, Escalades. Like, it, yeah, it's, like, monotonously fucking like petit bourgeois mall shopping fucking douchebags live there <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's nice from far but it's far from nice Her so if heart. you're from milton uh we, yes we mean you yes yeah we, yeah we mean you cue angry emails <laughs> we haven't got any from LaSalle yet so i'm pretty sure we're safe yeah that's good that's because no one listens to our podcast yeah that's true <laughs> Woo! That, that, that part is true um so there was also uh obviously in windsor there was anti there has been ongoing anti-masker protests in downtown windsor um they they tend to carry trump flags which that's interesting (laughs) interesting there's a crossover between these groups yeah weird there's a lot Um, to there's a lot to dive into there but i mean everybody already knows what the deep dive on that is it's Hey, listen, you gotta believe in some deep state. You might as well believe in the Trump deep state. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. We have a lot of You ever heard of Operation Gladio? (laughs) (laughs) No, and I do not want to. (laughs) I'm just referencing, have you all seen... So, like, like 10 years ago, Alex Jones went on Pierce Morgan's awful CNN show. Uh, Do y'all remember that? He I, had a CNN show? I yeah, vaguely a, remember it was that. Pierce Morgan Tonight or something. I, I, I've only ever seen him on, like, British TV. Yeah, no, he was here, and he sucked, and he, he was terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, he sucks in general. He's still on British TV, and he's terrible. I know. And did you see when that <laughs> communist owned him? Yeah. Oh, that was great. What? But, I didn't see that. Yeah, oh, you gotta check it out. You, you just Google uh, communist owns uh, Pierce Morgan with facts and logic, or... Pierce Morgan destroyed by logical communist with facts and logic. Nice. <laughs> don't search that. You'll just, so you'll just end up getting nothing but Ben Shapiro videos in your in your algorithm for the next year. Yeah, yeah. this is also true. Be very careful with the algorithm. <laughs> but so okay, Ben Shapiro is related to this because Pierce Morgan platformed Ben Shapiro too, and is a big part of how he got famous. In addition to, like, the alt-right, Daily Wire, all that stuff. But he platformed yeah. Ben Shapiro and got destroyed because he thought, oh, I'm going to invite these people on make them look like idiots. <laughs> and he failed. And then he did this interview with Alex Jones on gun, gun, gun control and gun rights right after one of the many shootings that happened in America, like school shootings. Yeah, it's good timing. Hmm? 
That's good timing to go on uh, an interview about gun control. Yeah, I mean, it's because Ben Shapiro, or uh, Pierce Morgan is an idiot. So we invited Alex Jones on <laughs> yeah. and just let him talk. And I'm pretty sure Alex Jones won that debate because even I was like, wow, okay. But it was just like, Ben, uh, or uh, Pierce, uh, what's his name? Alex Jones made some really interesting quotes like, 1776 will commence again if if you take our guns. And Stalin took the guns. Don't you dare take our guns. And then one of them <laughs> is like, Alex, or uh, Pierce Morgan tries to gauge him by saying like, oh, don't you believe that 9-11 is a conspiracy theory? And the guy was like, well, have you ever heard of Operation Gladio? And uh, I, Jesus Christ. Terrible, but it's such a funny, funny quote. <laughs> I'm generally no interested idea. in anything that has operation at the front of it. Because it's always credible. And it's always like a good idea. And it's always very yeah, you know, credible. You know you're about to embark on some shenanigans. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, if it has operation or agenda at the beginning of it. <laughs> Yeah, oh shit. It's a problem with this mic. I slap it all the time. <laughs> Sock in the mic. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So, um, sad story. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah, get ready for this one. This one sucks. We um, just had a good high after making fun of Alex Jones, though. <laughs> Listen, we got serious things to talk about here on This Is False. Uh, this, this, this one, like, uh, so, like, this happened obviously this past week uh, yesterday this story came out and um it just made me so mad that i had to nap you ever you ever get the rage nap oh you know i do <laughs> yeah it's like 18 yeah, out of to... 24 hours of my days we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. basically yeah, cats <laughs> i had a rage nap so this one from cbc uh quebec coroner to investigate how homeless man died outside steps from closed shelter what the, the fuck 51- jesus christ the, yeah the, fe- the 51-year-old's body was discovered in a portable toilet uh, <sighs> in the Plateau, Sunday morning Plateau in Montreal. Um, so the Quebec coroner is investigating the death of a homeless Inu man, so he's indigenous, mm-hmm. Inu man whose body was discovered in a, in a portable toilet in Plateau Sunday morning. Authorities say Raphael Andre, 51, was pronounced dead at the scene at the corner of Milton Street and Park Avenue. He was originally from the community of uh, Matimekush Lac John in northern Quebec. Montreal police determined the death wasn't criminal and turned the investigation over to the coroner. Uh, Andre had spent part of Saturday night at the open door, said executive Melody Racine. Uh, the, the Montreal drop-in center is just steps away from where the body was found. Racine said Andre couldn't stay because the health authority had forced the shelter to close at 9.30 p.m. following an outbreak of COVID-19. It used to be open 24-7. What the fuck? Quote, he didn't die for one reason. There are a lot of factors in place. But what I know is that if he was not asked to leave, he probably would have stayed inside, she said. That, so, yeah, Quebec, uh, like we complained last week a little bit and have in the past about how Ontario is, ho- is handling the COVID-19 stuff. It's terrible. It's awful. Doug Ford's a piece of shit and he really wants workers to die. Yeah. Quebec is somehow worse. <laughs> uh. Um they That's instituted a curfew. They instituted a, pro- a province-wide curfew uh, a couple weeks ago as part of their lockdown, which I don't understand. Like, does the virus not operate during the day or something? Like, I don't get oh. this fucking curfew shit. That is but honestly okay. just like fuel, man. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, okay, I, I get that you want people to stay inside, but 
Like, I just don't understand curfew, the curfew as opposed to any other time of day. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to make it, it busier during the day. Yeah, it literally does. It literally has been making it busier during the day because people don't, yeah. um, you know, they're doing every, trying to do everything before the curfew is, is instituted. And, of course, it also leaves a huge gap for people who can't go inside. Yeah. Um, and in Quebec, they're very, they're, in spite of people being like, this obviously doesn't apply to homeless people. And they're like, oh, no, no, it does. And so they've started fining homeless people for being out on the street and also simultaneously closing shelters that have outbreaks. What the fuck? It's just like... Like, uh, I understand that COVID's really serious and that, you know, um, if there's an outbreak, you want to make sure that you minimize the contact, but you're literally leaving people to die. Like, you're not... It's Montreal in the middle of January. Yeah. Anybody would rather take the chance and go in and have a nice, safe place to sleep. Not nice, but safe place to sleep. Safe-ish. Yeah, warm, at least. Yeah. At the very least, there's fucking heaters in the building. And That's about all there is, exposure. but, you know, at least it's warm and you won't die. And then someone literally dies because of this bullshit. What the fuck? Like, in Ontario, we don't have the, the curfew and therefore we don't have uh, homeless folks being fined for being... For existing for in, being in homeless. the outside, yeah. But we do have uh, not so much in Windsor, but there are there are shelters across Ontario that that have closed or close at night or have uh, closed due to COVID outbreaks. And you know, this is the the result. I mean, again, we could just give them homes. Yeah, <laughs> we could yeah. do that. We could just build if we don't already have them. Build and take over buildings. Uh, that are in the public and community that are owned by the public and by community trusts and just put people in them so that yeah. they wouldn't die. And I would like to point out that this is not just a COVID problem. Like, there are restrictions no. in shelters all over the province, all over the country, that um, prevent people who could just very easily go in and sleep from going in and sleeping. Like, I, I was denied access from two different shelters in Toronto when I was needing a place to stay and um, I literally slept outside and the reason for that was because I either wasn't was oh what was it oh because I was um, trying to access a men's shelter as a woman Mm -hmm. I was with my partner at the time and then the other one was that I wasn't old enough or was too old I can't remember and I ended up sleeping outside uh, of a church and a drunk girl from a bar literally took a shit three feet from my head. I mean, like it was late summer, so it was fine, but had it been winter, I would have had nowhere to go. I mean, I mean it wasn't in the sense that fine in the sense that it's still terrible unsafe. and really unsafe. But at the time I was like, whatever, I'll just sleep outside. But that's, that's in the summertime when it's like, you know, not going to kill me to, well, probably not going to kill me to sleep outside. Right. But I mean, homeless people are, are, they die every winter because of one restriction or another, like that prevents them from accessing a shelter. Well, and now too, because of COVID, uh, even I, I, I know the Sally has restrictions on like, um, the number of people that can be in the shelter and it's lower than normal because of COVID. Um, yeah. And also, I believe the same thing is true of the mission, although I don't know. Uh, but either way, they're spacing people out more, so there's less physical room for people to stay in shelters, which were already inadequate. Yeah. Um, 
so there are just by definition more people who are on the street than even normal and you know i'm looking out my window right now and it's currently minus three and snowing here in here in windsor so yeah you know <laughs> and i mean you think about all of the people that in that november were evicted from the homeless encampment that we had attended um and those people there were probably what between 18 to 20 people there on a normal day and they now have like assuming because only a certain percentage of those people were able to get into the um the housing the emergency housing that was provided for them not by by the way i should should we reiterate this in the podcast but again provided for them by members of the community not by the city or the police or anybody else right and not <laughs> provided for them they had to pay for it it's 500 dollars it, yeah. um <laughs> they're using the, it's only people who were on odsp who could afford to do it because exactly. they get a certain amount of their check set aside for rent exactly so the rest of those people where where are they now? We don't even know where to oh, find like, them to I mean, see if they're like, okay. Listen, I know of people who were down in the rail cut who, um, both people who weren't able to get into that residence who yeah. are still on the street and also people who did get into that residence who are now back on the street. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is what happens, right? I mean, homelessness has that cycle to it. It's just, it's constant people getting into a place for a little bit and then, you know, yeah. um, maybe they can't make payments maybe they get kicked out um i mean that place is also the place where they're in i lived there in first year university it's a fucking it was a hellhole 17 years ago yeah i've done nothing to fix it it is an absolutely putrid mold and rat infested hellhole um yeah and you know they're paying 500 dollars a month to live in a bedroom with another person and as i said before on that one uh, episode shortly after that where we recapped um, if you're a student if you have a student card you can get a room that's much nicer and much safer for much less money you just have to have a student card yeah. like, so what kind of fucking bullshit is that yeah you gotta pay tuition you gotta pay three thousand dollars a semester for tuition yeah yeah I'm, I'm telling you man just just having a student card made me be able to get an apartment that I can kind of afford for now. And I mean, like, I paid for the admission fee, like, the the, the application fee for the university, but I, I never paid tuition because I dropped out, or I deferred before my tuition fee, you know, was due. But I still had the student card, so I was able to use that. I mean, if my landlord ever listens to this podcast, which he won't, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> Pretty but... sure we're safe there. Yeah. Well, who even is Ev Irish? Exactly. What is Ev Irish? What is Ev Irish? <laughs> She's an entity. How is Ev Irish? Doesn't sound, don't, you don't sound so great, great after hearing this story. This is brutal. This is the Not most great. brutal thing. I don't what? understand. Since I've come back to Windsor, I've seen oh, so many condo developments and apartment developments all oh, over yeah. the West End. Why can't we get together, like, not we, like, why can't someone in the government figure out a way to create one of those buildings that can house folks, at the very least? Like, yeah. Why can't Even we just, just, like, people, I know those buildings aren't as expensive as people think they are, yeah. if you have money. So, like, can can we just not afford to actually do this? Like, can, can this not happen? Like, is that not possible? Even is, just one of those buildings. This is an embarrassment, not only for this city, but pretty much every city... <laughs> yeah. Not only just yeah. across Canada, but across the globe. 
And and the municipality's biggest concern with the homeless population is how to get them out of downtown so that they're yeah. less less um, of of an aesthetic problem. So there was an announcement this week, actually, uh, the city of Windsor is partnering with the province to, um, or possibly the federal government, I'm not sure which, um, to build a bunch of public housing. It's like, it, to build a little a little bit of new public housing and mostly like fix up and maintain current existing public housing. Um, but yeah. I looked into what it actually, what that actually means and it's, it's really not a whole lot. Like there will be some improvements in some new public housing, but it's like a fraction of what is needed to truly address the problem. And, you know, like, the, the city in that, in saying this is like, you know, we're, we, we don't have the money to do this on our own. We need the federal government to step in, which is, so is true on a level, uh, you know, if they just decided to divert some of the police budget toward public housing, we probably wouldn't have as many problems, but perish uh, the thought, Travis, come on, <laughs> come on. But, but like, you know, there, there is sort of a, a catch 22, right? Is that we don't even have the infrastructure, like we don't even have the infrastructural, the public infrastructure to build and maintain public housing because all of that money goes to the private sector and to developers. Yeah. Right. So like even, even. It, like you, not that I'm trying to say the government doesn't have a role to play and should be doing better, but the entire way that we conceive of housing and of development is just so fucking backward and for profit that it makes it impossible to even try to come up with solutions half the time. Yeah. I like honestly, if we could just if we could get the co-op housing situation figured out, that would be great. Yeah, but I mean I, that's. that's may prevent us from being homeless but i don't know if it helps anybody well see that's the thing is like you still have to pay a monthly fee like housing should be free if you need housing you shouldn't that shouldn't be on people's list of things to worry about like that's it's insane to me that that housing is just not a right what the fuck so you want housing to be free what what next you want like actual free health care for and dental care and (laughs) eye care for every every yes i do (laughs) and education free free food you you want free food next you You want people to live in dignity yes i want all of these (laughs) i want all of these you know what that makes you're such a bad person no job for you ever yeah no job for me ever how dare I suggest Hide that your we social take... media presence because <laughs> if anybody, your landlords or your bosses find this out, you will get fired and evicted. Absolutely. You're such a bad person for having these thoughts. How dare you. I suggest we take money away from the military and the police? <laughs> so just to wrap up on this Montreal story. Oh, yeah. Um, because like, so do y'all, y'all know who uh, Francois Legault is? Yeah. No, who is that? So Francois, Francois Legault is the Quebec premier. He's the Doug Ford. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. And but he's, he's from part of the liberals. The... What? <laughs> right, What's that? Right, right. He's part of the liberals. Isn't he, isn't he liberal? No, no. No, he's part of that far right party called the CAC that's even further Did right they win? The... I thought it was they the liberals yeah. still. Oh, God. The no, CAC. I believe Francois Legault. He's the CAC. He's the CAC guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's part of the cock. <laughs> yeah. He's a caucus part for of the, sure. Part of the CAC. I'm 10 the years C-A-Q. old. The CAC. CAC. Um, yeah, yeah, he's part of the CAC, which is like a far right group. Like I said, they, they weren't they weren't impressed uh, with the conservatives, so they went further right, and they they won in the last election. So he's obviously a gigantic piece of shit. But here's what he said um, in a story that came out today, actually. Two days after a homeless man died outside in Montreal, possibly while 
uh, hiding from police during Quebec's nightly COVID-19 curfew, the city's mayor is calling on the province to exempt the homeless from the curfew. But yeah. Quebec Premier Francois Legault said no, responding that if the homeless get an exception, other Quebecers might pretend they're homeless when stopped by police after 8 p.m. Are you fucking what? kidding me? Quote, quote, I was told that if we change the decree, there's a risk that people would use this excuse as a way to walk around in the streets after 8 p.m., Legault said. He said that he doesn't want to risk this because, quote, we see the curfew seems to be bearing fruit. Okay, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Who is the person that told him this? I bet it's just him. It's just him telling himself this. First of all, it's Montreal in January. How many fucking people are walking around after 8 p.m. on a normal night? I need to know. Yeah. You know well, what I, I mean? mean? Like, Listen, <laughs> if... There's there's some really good bars down there, but you can't go to them right sure, now. Sure, but you can't go to them right now. Yeah. So what, like, what is even this doing? Like, is anybody like, you know, I'm going to go walk the streets of fucking Montreal when it's minus 26. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> understand. I, I really also don't understand how there would be that many people pretending to be homeless, that there would be, like, throngs of people in the streets. Like, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Definitely not so that there are more than there would be on any given day. It's just, it's just so fucking stupid. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's just because they know that they can find the homeless and make some money. But they're not going to get paid. I don't understand. Francois Legault is a like genuine, genuine article neo-Nazi piece of shit. And is another one of the many reasons why we on this podcast say fuck Quebec. Fuck Quebec. <laughs> yes. It, it's like... Do, be- do the, better. I would like to point out swing them. like two directions but generally only swing one direction with some small exceptions yeah but like even if you look at their like quote-unquote center left parties these people are trash like they have no good they have very few good politicians in quebec yeah yeah like the quebec solidaire party is pretty fucking awesome yeah and i would like to see a replication of that in ontario man that would be uh, so awesome wouldn't we all yeah like they're they're legitimately good and they also like they win ridings yeah, I think they won a bunch. Of, they won a bunch of writings in in uh, in some areas of Quebec in this past election. So they're like, creative. Yeah, they did. They do cool shit. Like uh, they, you know, get artists, local artists, to paint custom uh, election signs for people and shit, and then, like you know, just stuff like that. Which we can totally do here. But they also have like a direct action, anti-capitalist model that's pretty uh, that resonates with people. Like it, it really does resonate with people, and they've been very successful. And I think um, if they can pull that off in Quebec, we might be able to pull something like that off in Ontario. Not to say that electoral politics are going to do a whole lot, but it's a start though. And, and something in general, direct action kind of gets the attention of everybody anyway. Like direct action is the way to go. Yeah. I believe that the the Quebec Solidaire, I could be wrong about this, but I believe they came out of the uh, Quebec student movement that saw those strikes in Montreal in 2013. I want to say this, the massive student strike at the Red Square. About the tuition. Uh, and it's yeah, like they, it, they started yeah. before then. Initially, like part of their base was like split from the the PQ, which was like the the Social Democratic Party. Yeah. And uh, then mm-hmm. they merged with another like sovereigntist party, and they slowly grew. They did grow out of like um, what is it called social movements. That's definitely a thing. But they had started, yeah. I think, before 2012. It's possible they did. I think a lot of like the key members were the same sort of key members who were organizers in the Red Square. Yeah, the famous one is it. our boy, our 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 boy, Le Boy G N D. Uh y'all know Gabriel Nadu Dubois? Yeah. 
Um, but really others were didn't... activists, like um, uh, Manon Massey was is like a famous feminist, uh, 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 like activist in Quebec and has been for a long time. And was mm-hmm. uh, was their uh, second uh, uh, MLA. Uh, the first being um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Amir Kadir, who's who's like a, a peace activist and professor and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Nora Laredo, I know she does some work with Quebec Solidaire, has in the past. Of yeah, Nora. definitely a member. Um, yeah, um, legendary friend of the show, Nora Laredo, <laughs> literal literal living yes. legend. Like I met her, tw- I met her two times and had conversations with her. And, uh, uh, same. So that makes me <laughs> that makes me friends with her. She's friends of the podcast now. She'd have no fucking clue who I was. That's okay. At this point. I don't know. I think now. Nora really liked the Windsor crew. She always used to. Well, she the, did. Yeah. The one time I talked to her about stuff, I was like, "Ah, oh, Windsor, isn't that that place that occupies the buildings all the time? Uh, those, those guys are <laughs> yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But speaking of that podcast, by the way, the other co-host Sandy Hudson was named the number eight most powerful person in Canada. Our most influential, maybe it's media person in Canada by McLean's. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, so she's she's getting some long overdue recognition for her uh, her work, both as a writer and a sort of like thinker and as an activist. Yeah, um, yeah. Both so of was, them have long been overdue a lot of recognition of literally yeah. all the things they do. Right. Yeah. Go check out their podcast. There's they they've, they've got a pretty big ecosystem podcast in there. I'm getting fucking nine phone calls. Everybody knows that I do this at the same time every week. Yet that's the time people want to call me. <laughs> this damn. is some this is some disruptive, subversive acts. Is there some other podcast that's trying to mess with us? Do we have some no, competition? I only, I only get calls from three people, and they all decide to call me at the time they know I'm doing this. It's fucking <laughs> remarkable. It's because they want they want to hear you be like, "Fuck, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. They just want to listen in the background and be a live audience. Yeah, this is going to be way harder to edit now with three different audio files, okay? So can we all just fuck off with this shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure that uh, my dog barks a bunch, too. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, Travis, there's no editing involved here. You're going to keep this in. This is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious to everyone, not just us. Yeah, I think it's probably just hilarious to us. Yeah. And I'm not really laughing. I am. Well, I'm not, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um... So do we want to, uh, fuck, I don't even know what the, we're at, what are we at now? I got a related story about Quebec politicians. Let's hear it. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of Quebec politicians, the leader of a very interesting Quebec uh, political party, uh, the B, the, the block, the BQ, not the PQ, (laughs) but the BQ, uh, Yves (laughs) Francois Blanquette is blocking people on Twitter a lot, and it's hilarious. Uh, he it's actually like blocked a legendary friend of the show and podcaster, Nora Loretto. But initially, what it, what happened... Apparently he blocks people all the time because he is terrible and says terrible things and then can't <laughs> own up to it. Uh, he tried to... There's some recent drama where a, a liberal... And it's bad if you know I'm defending a liberal... Uh, liberal <laughs> MP uh, Omar Al-Gabra, uh, there's, there's always been this thing about him being like an Islamist who's trying to like infiltrate the Canadian government. So whenever he does anything within Quebec, the liberal Jesus ecosystem... <laughs> 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 
uh, people will be like, oh, uh, noter, noter, uh, no, uh, what's the word? Famed Islamist Omar al Gabra promoted to this or is doing this or that. And uh, the leader of the BQ started posting this everywhere and also made aspersions at the, the Canadian Arab uh, Federation. Um, and so the, the, the president of the Canadian Arab Federation, the CAF, CAF tweeted at him being like, yo, like we're not, we're a secular organization, man. Like we're just trying to be like a social group for minority peoples and got blocked like immediately. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Cause uh, if, if I know one thing, it's that members of the liberal party are the super radical type. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's for sure. All part of the hidden agenda, Travis. They're very dangerous. Yeah. Remember that conversation yeah, we had about the deep state? <laughs> There's the secret Islamist Muslim deep state that is also somehow a Trump deep state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's impossible to weave all the threads of these conspiracies together, where it's just like, these are just people trying to do something. Like, dude, no one's trying to in the no one no one in the liberal party <laughs> is engaging in any form of radical politics yeah, on any no. issue. I mean, yeah. by their very nature, they are they are just predisposed not to do that very thing. That is entirely what their politics is all about. Yeah. Not to say that there aren't radical liberals, because there are. Um, some of them host a podcast in this city. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh... Enlightened you know, centrists, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Radical centrists. But they're not, uh, they're not, they're not, like, you know, planning to overthrow the government or anything. They are the government. I mean, that is what the government is, is radical centrists. So, you know. Yeah. It, it, perfectly happy. They're still dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting, too. Quebec, Quebec's just a fucking... Let's just... We it's a goddamn... Let them, we should have let them fucking separate back in the 90s. But you know what? Like, there's a lot of really good action going on in Quebec. Like, some of the leftists in Quebec are like... I considered for a while moving to Montreal so that I could be in on like all of the awesome shit that the people there are doing this... no, i'm sorry there's no nuance to this everybody in quebec sucks <laughs> oh right 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 sorry i forgot this is uh this is Except false. For nora loretto she's cool but she's not from quebec so that's okay right 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 i forgot that i had to hate everybody in quebec it's kind of funny because now that i think of all the fuck them all fuck the leftists like all of them are actually like franco-ontarians who who somehow ended up in montreal or quebec (laughs) that's fair well you know what i mean ev's right though i mean there's there's a rich history uh you know just in you know through the lineage to france of of radical uh uprisings and 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 that and that does get filtered down to today there's a ton of great leftists in quebec obviously they have a party called quebec solidaire that's like a yeah uh, like an actual left-wing party in in the in provincial politics and and they have like really awesome anarchist book fairs like i know that's like a nerd thing but man (laughs) they have really good um they have a good bookstore uh they have a lot of uh direct action that happens there all the time and they have um i can't remember which branch it was uh what it was a branch of and i can't remember maybe it was common cause or something like that i can't remember but I had a few meetings when I was part of the GTA Workers Assembly. Um, there were a bunch of people that came in from Quebec that had actual good ideas, which was few and far between at the time. And um, yeah. it like I 
I really considered moving to Quebec for a long time, and my grandmother really supported that because you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, maiden names. They, yeah, the Montreal, the Montreal IWW is easily the biggest and most active uh, branch in Canada. And it's not surprising because um, it's Montreal, man. Like they yeah, get shit out, done. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to and Julianne. Uh, fellow workers that I've, I've met over the years from Montreal. There's others too, but those are the only two I remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But um, and also the the punk band Union Thugs. Yes. He was in. <laughs> yeah, they're they're from. Uh, they're all IWW members. They're all from the Montreal branch. I didn't know that. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, of yeah, course. And that's, so... there is that nuance and that like the 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 progressives in 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 Quebec ride pretty hard, but the the clear divide is like folks who embrace like true solidarity along class yeah. and other intersections yeah. and then you have the folks who hold on to and it is it was rooted in france which is like a sort of militant anti-theism and anti-immigration uh, kind of sentiment which you see in france mm-hmm. a lot more than you see in like quebec so like yeah there's yeah. clearly a divergence there but there's a solid like the the weird kind of racism that exists in quebec is very di- and not just racism by the way there's there's a ton of like it's the same in ontario but like the way that racism and oppression such as like transphobia and homophobia um ma- uh, manifest in quebec is so different from the from other parts of canada yeah yeah i mean no yeah. there's no nuance fuck quebec <laughs> <laughs> yes this is our final our final stand is fuck quebec and every single person that was ever we're just going to draw a box around all of our quebec comrades so if you're a comrade <laughs> yeah, no, in we're... quebec you're fine We'll draw a line around the 401 um, as it goes into Quebec and, and through, through to the island of Montreal, and then we'll, we'll, we'll encircle the island of Montreal and back down the other side of, the, of that highway into Ontario, and then the rest of them can just... But everybody else, fuck you. <laughs> and all, like, the actual indigenous nations that kind of aren't Quebec. Well, they're, but, not, like, they're not part of Quebec anyway, so... That's what, I, yeah, that's what I was saying, that aren't actually part of Quebec. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like any, any. I don't feel like many indigenous folks would be uh, offended by me saying "fuck Quebec." Yeah, yeah it's like, I hey, guess. like, look, it's kind of funny because, like, a lot of folks, people. Another part of it is like, I always joke around about being in favor of Quebec sovereignty, but I totally am. Like, like that's a total thing I'm down for. And a ton yeah. of like the like minority folks in Quebec are super into the sovereignty conversation, but then like people who are like the bigger Quebec sovereignists are like. Actually, uh, you know, we just kind of we're hoping we could just do our own thing over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to create our yeah. own little Quebec, like our own. You know what? You know what we mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to protect our own people, francophones. You know, even though like uh, a lot of you know, like not just francophones, but like we mean like from France. You know, yeah. and not just like yeah. from France, but like from France. <laughs> <laughs> old stock Quebecers, if you will. <laughs> to call back to um, language used by Stephen Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Old yeah, stock. shout out to the Union Thugs. I think one of the Union Thugs actually listens to the to the podcast, so then they weren't offended. They didn't they didn't message me being offended about uh saying fuck Quebec last time, so I'm well, sure To be honest, the, the most it. amount of people who say it are actually from Quebec. That's that's kind of the thing that's really interesting yeah 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 um well what do we got here what are we at several we're, we're at 50 minutes 
Um, let's let's do some financial post, shall we? Oh, oh God. it's my favorite. It's my favorite. They really Travis, get no. me. <laughs> this is gonna be a regular segment. It's like let's read the financial post. <laughs> Just the headlines. We're not actually gonna read the articles. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Sorry. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit this part out because my. We couldn't even give our uh, listeners like stock advice. That'd probably be a better use of their time. <laughs> It's like, let's pretend like we buy stocks. <laughs> Fossil fuel industry likely to suffer as Biden picks Vancouver-born Jennifer Granholm as energy secretary. Oh, hey, no. Senator Granholm. Yeah. That's a callback. Do you remember Governor or Senator Granholm? Was it Senator or Governor? Did she run for both? I honestly have no idea. This is the first time I've heard her name. I'm I just remember about her the ads when I was industry. a kid that used to come on because... And Michigan had the has always had the wildest TV political ads. I remember there was this <laughs> lawyer named Jeffrey Figer who ran. Do you know that name? How do you fucking no, remember I, I, this shit? I don't. I wasn't. I didn't grow up here, so I don't know. I okay. didn't see a lot of Detroit TV when I was a kid. So he used to have this ad of whoever his opponent was being like, "This guy's a liar," and he had like a chicken. Like there was a chicken in the ad, and he's like. The guy is running away or something. It was so. Oh my weird. god! No, I remember that. Do you remember this? Yeah, because I got Detroit got TV. Off of that ad. Dude, that was that guy. Oh my god! I'm gonna look it up and put it in. Put a, an audio clip in. But yeah, Jennifer Granholm had a ton of ads too, and it seemed like people really liked her. I don't, I don't really know anything because all I'm going off is based on the, the TV ads I saw. As a kid, during home yeah. improvement, but like, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people love Jennifer. Gra- anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so allegedly, apparently, this is a, this is a thing that's been happening in the Financial Post, the National Post, the Global Mail. They've all been freaking out about this um, because Joe Biden apparently is going to cancel the re- or recancel the the Keystone uh, XL pipeline project uh, on his first day in office, which is tomorrow, um, which is probably going to make this entire podcast completely obsolete by tomorrow but um but they notably justin trudeau our progressive bastion climate change boy yeah uh is very upset about this and is like very publicly saying like no joe biden don't do that because he's actually a fucking conservative yeah i really wish people would figure that out um jason kenney had a meltdown in alberta (laughs) over it uh, and like all of the newspapers are just losing their shit about this. Just like all the opinion columns being like, how can, how can Biden do this to Canada? I thought this, this was supposed to be a beneficial relationship between Biden and Canada and well, all this stuff. Well, maybe if Trudeau didn't like hardcore stand for Trump on literally everything except for yeah. like once and then immediately back down, like. Well, there was that one time he said that everyone's welcome or something, but then immediately changed the. <laughs> Everyone's welcome policy. except here's a list of people that actually aren't welcome. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Except snuck into the NAFTA deal or much harder uh, immigration policies. Interesting. Whoops. Interesting, Justin. Yeah, so apparently this 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 uh fossil fuel industry is very upset about Jennifer Granholm probably because Jennifer Granholm I would imagine has been publicly against pipelines or something, but I'm not going to click on it to find out. That's uh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I'm assuming that's what it is, because the, the, the media in Canada has been having an entire fucking meltdown uh, <laughs> si- since that was announced that Biden was going to recancel the, pi- the Keystone XL pipeline, which Barack Obama did in, in 2016, um, and only to have that decision reversed by Trump in his first year in office. So, um, 
yeah, like fresh Keystone XL cancellation, disappointing for Canadian en- energy industry <sighs> as TC Energy shares fall. Like every everything on here is about this fucking thing. Um, Trudeau vows to keep up the fight to sway the U.S. on the merits of the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, like literally the entire thing, they're just having a fucking meltdown about this shit. Fuck them. You know, now meltdown. that I think about this, the like, cause like everybody's been like based Uncle Joe full communism when, <laughs> but it's like. There's probably like a very capitalist like so like answer to this if it's not just like him trying to get points just like Obama did. Uh there's there has been something that I've been reading in not the Financial Post but similar kind of journals and and newspapers about how America is trying to promote its own energy industry. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is just an attempt to just like prevent uh Canadian access to right. their markets it- because they want to do, do their own thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be part partially protectionist, uh, partially so that they can they can maybe charge tariffs on Canadian oil. Who knows, right? Like, you you know that Joe Biden's not doing this because he gives a shit about the environment. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it, and the same thing could be said of Barack Obama when he did it. You know, uh, there are there are very good capitalist reasons to not build pipelines. That's the, that's actually the thing that a lot of like anti-pipeline people have been pointing to it's like listen this is doesn't have to be a partisan issue this doesn't have to be a you know indigenous folks and and progressives against everybody else there's actually many good reasons why disinvesting from fossil fuels is a good idea and you know climate change is bad for capitalism too and i'm i'm not this makes me feel dirty making this argument as you both know but that's what's going on here and the fact that Trudeau and and the rest of sort of Canada politics outside of the NDP can't wrap their fucking head around that is remarkable to me. It's just remarkable. Yeah. And every time that Trudeau says anything in support of building pipelines through indigenous land, I just don't understand how like any sort of progressive progressive bona fides that he once had still hold up. Why anyone can defend him on anything. The fucking... The piece of shit has, like, an indigenous tattoo. And he's, like... he Sitting in fucking teepees for photo ops and, you know, shit like that. And he clearly support... Like, like disgustingly is so, like, pro-pipeline and doesn't give a fuck. And he's just, like, a walking contradiction. Where he thinks that he's, like, so fucking progressive and he, like... Do you remember when he was first, you know, coming to power and he, he was so like, he did the, what was it? The reconciliation, truth and reconciliation and all of that He didn't do that. Who did that? That was, that was, so the truth and reconciliation commission was funded entirely by indigenous groups. Oh, see, that's fucking The Canadian government didn't do shit for that. I had no idea. I thought that that was a Canadian government thing. No. That's fucking he the, amazing. He did the commission on missing and murdered indigenous women, which was then such a disaster that half the commission quit halfway through. Oh, that was a fucking joke. Yeah. That was disgusting. Um, I cannot believe that that yeah, was Trudeau entirely funded. Trudeau reconciliation was nothing to do with Trudeau or the liberals or any Canadian government thing. That was that was entirely funded by indigenous groups and communities. That's amazing. Yeah. Fuck Trudeau. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. <laughs> That's partially partially why the commission was so critical of Trudeau. I mean, this is the problem with royal commissions. I mean, they are supposed to be at arm's length, but often they they will be softer on those currently in power and who yeah, empower yeah. the commission, right? Where that didn't happen with truth, excuse me, truth and reconciliation, because they were they weren't 
specifically funded by the government, so they just didn't hold back, and they were basically like, "Listen, this is a, this is not a conservative party issue. This is all politics in Canada, all the way back to Confederation and, and even before." So like, yeah, um, yeah, which I don't think would have happened if it was a royal commission, or maybe it would have been worded in a softer way. Well, it's funny because when I was reading through shit from the Truth and Reconciliation, I was like, "Man, this seems really like real for being." Like a government thing. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Nope. Wasn't a government thing. Okay, well, that totally checks out then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, Trudeau and, and many liberals gave lip service to it. And, and obviously, they, they were, once it was happening, were very much for it and looking forward to its results and all this stuff. But they had nothing to do with uh, calling it or funding it. Well, folks, that was false. Uh, I know we ended kind of abruptly there. We had some audio issues with Zencaster. It kind of dropped our call and screwed up all the audio. We actually had a version of this episode up for about a day and a half before I noticed the last 15 minutes or so was completely out of sync. So that's where we're going to end it. We're just going to say that's where it ended. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. We might start doing some Twitch streams. We were kind of experimenting with that uh, today. And um, we'll we'll figure it out, and, and maybe we'll do that in the very near future. We've got all the equipment to do it and all the stuff to do it. So it's just a matter of deciding to do it. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye.